During his earthly ministry, the Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated that he is the healer, the deliverer and the bondage breaker. He healed people and set them free from demonic oppression. The church being the body of Christ must reveal and demonstrate Jesus for who he really is. Jesus still heals, delivers and breaks bondages and he does this through his church. All right, so this morning uh, to lead us in our declaration is Abbe uh, Matthews. He's one of our young leaders, so uh, he will lead us in our declaration. Check. Check. All right, good morning, church. Come on, we can do better than that. Good morning, church. Okay, thank you. Uh, first of all, I'd just like to thank Pastor Ashish and Pastor Ocean for giving me this opportunity to just share a bit from God's Word before we do our declaration. So if you have your Bibles, can you just turn with me to Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20. So that's Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20. So I'll just read it out. It says, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So just a bit of context about this verse. In Matthew chapter 17, Jesus was speaking to his disciples, which means he's speaking to us, right? So the disciples were unable to cast out demons, and they asked God why. And Jesus said that you must have faith, even as small as a mustard seed. How many faithful people in the house of God today? Amen. So I just like to highlight the way Jesus said to exercise that faith. And I just want to leave you guys with two pointers, okay? Number one is that we must speak. Everybody says speak. Speak. So as we just read, the Bible says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain. If you have faith, you will say. And isn't that exactly what we do during our declaration, right? We are speaking the promises of the word. You know, the dictionary uh, defines the word declaration as a formal announcement, right? It is an assertion, a proclamation of our faith. So first of all, it's we have to speak. Secondly is what do we speak to? We speak to the mountain. Everyone say mountain. Mountain. So oftentimes as Christians, we make the mistake of talking about the mountain, complaining about the mountain to our family, to our friends, and even to God. Right? But we never speak directly to the mountain. And you know, there's so much truth in that famous saying that says, you know, don't tell God how big your mountain is. You know, you go tell the mountain how big your God is, right? Amen? So Jesus made it abundantly clear that we must speak directly to the mountain. So church, I don't know what mountain you're going through right now. Is it the mountain of disease, chronic illness? We're going to declare that we are healed. Is it the mountain of financial difficulty? We're going to declare that we are prosperous. Is it the mountain of addiction, bondage? We're going to declare that we are saved, that we are triumphant. Amen? And have the assurance that if you declare it to move from here to there, it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. So why don't we all rise to our feet and even as we make our declaration, let's all speak to that mountain. Amen? So say, this is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I am saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word, I believe his word, and I live by his word. Christ is my master, and to him, I am in absolute surrender. I walk in the more glorious covenant with God. I live the more glorious life in the spirit. I manifest the more glorious ministry of the spirit. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, church. Thank you, Abby. All right, I want to just read a testimony that came in just a few days back um, before we get started. So this came on the 29th of January by email, and uh, the subject is uh, Healing from Ramsey-Hunt Syndrome. So uh, this person shares that, uh, he says, um, on the 20th of December, I was diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome after a week of fever and periodic earache at the emergency in Manipal Hospital. Um, so he explains what Ramsey-Hunt syndrome is, like me, I didn't know what it was, but it's a neurological disorder and um, uh, it affects the ear, causes, uh, causes damages to the nerves and uh, uh, complete paralysis in the face, facial muscles and um, could result in loss of hearing, vertigo uh, and a host of other infections. So if this uh, condition is treated within the first 72 hours, um, then there's a, there are chances of full recovery, but usually it takes about two months uh, for any improvements to become visible, maybe six months for full recovery, and uh, a small percent, uh, only a small percentage recover 100%. So he's just giving a little background. So he was diagnosed on the 20th, uh, but uh, he began to show improvements within the first two weeks, uh, and there was acceleration in the third week, and uh, he said, uh, my, my face, which was completely paralyzed on the left hemisphere, recovered 80%, my face, and then he says, by the 25th of Jan, uh, my face fully recovered from the paralysis, my ear from the infection and pain, and he's gone back to work. But this is what he says, watching the online service all the way till the end of the service, he said, on two consecutive weeks, there were words of knowledge on the healing of a year infection. You all remember that? Those of you who are present, you remember that? Uh, on two consecutive weeks, there was a, uh, the word of knowledge for two consecutive weeks. And that was a confirmation of the healing that had already begun. Uh, I want to point out that the real acceleration took place during the weeks when this specific word of knowledge was spoken. What should have taken six months to heal took three weeks. Amen. Amen. And so he just said, says this wonderful testimony. I'm so glad for God, for what God has done for him. And he's back at work. And, uh, and we just rejoice in that. Today is our uh, Supernatural Sunday. So what we do is the last Sunday of every month, we just uh, keep it as a time to remind ourselves that our God is a healing, delivering, miracle-working God. And then we pray towards that so that God can do wonders uh, in the lives of his people. Whether, and for, uh, for right now, those of you who are in the auditorium and also for all of you who are watching online, uh, our prayer is that today you will experience something powerful in your life. And so we do that intentionally because faith comes by hearing the word of God. So we have to talk about the God who heals, the God who delivers, the God who works miracles. And faith is built up in the hearts of people. And then we pray along those lines and God, God does wonders. And we've been seeing testimonies uh, uh, over the months. So today, again, it's a very simple message. I just want to remind us of Jesus Christ, the healer and bondage breaker. Just to remind us that our Lord Jesus is the healer and he is the bondage breaker. And then we're going to pray 
towards that end. And then we're going to take testimonies right here uh, in the auditorium as well as for those who are watching online. So follow with me, please, as we just read some passages from the Gospels. Uh, and uh, these scriptures will come up on the screen. Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 to 25. We're going to read first from Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 to 25. The Bible tells us, and Jesus went about, or why don't we all read it together? If you Let's do it. Let's read it out loud together. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics. And he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee, from Decapolis, from Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. As part of his ministry, his earthly ministry, uh, Jesus, of course, spent a lot of time preaching and teaching, but the scriptures also tell us that he went around healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. In other words, there was no um, sickness or disease that he would say, I'm sorry, that is something I can't handle. <laughs> he would never do that. He healed all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. And then the scriptures, the next verse also tells us, verse 24, that people brought to him all sick people. I mean, uh, they didn't have to filter out anybody. They didn't have to, you know, say, okay, this condition, yeah, go to Jesus, this one, no. They didn't do that. They just brought all sick people. And we can do the same thing today. That all our conditions, there is no condition, sickness, disease, problem, physical ailment that needs to be excluded. All the sick can come to Jesus. They said, verse 24 says, they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. Things that troubled that put them in distress, that disturbed their lives, whether it's mental or physical, that really disturbed their lives. They brought them to Jesus. And those who were demon-possessed, troubled by evil spirits, demons, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. He healed them. Now, uh, depending on, you know, which part of the church and so on that, you know, you're familiar with, some parts of the Christian church uh, deny or pretend that demons don't exist as the evil spirits are not real. You know, it's like, and don't talk about evil spirits. We'll talk about all the other kinds of things. But, you know, there's so many difficulties, so many things that people go through. They're really because of demonic oppression, because of evil spirits. And, uh, and I want to and I'm not doing this to scare us, but I want us to understand that the, the reality of the spiritual realm, just because you and I deny it doesn't make it go away. It's real. There is this unseen realm, and of course God is, and there is also this un unseen realm of evil spirits and demon spirits. I remember going, you know, way back in time, my first time ministering this, and I was in college, I was in graduate school, and of course we had was doing ministry before that and praying for sick and all of that. But my first encounter with a demon-possessed person, it was in 1994. I, I was studying a graduate student in the U.S. and I used to travel and minister. So I'd come that, I think it was summer of that year, uh, come back to India just to do some crusades, gospel crusades. And those days, we, uh, in 94, we were um, uh, doing cru gospel crusades in the southern part of India. Uh, it was the border of Kerala, Tamil Nadu, um, it was an area uh, near Marthandam, uh, and uh, I think the town was called Thiruvarumbu. You know, that was the area where we were doing, and we covered like seven different places doing two or three-day gospel crusades and all these places. And I was still, a, you know, a early, early 20s, but this was my first 
encounter. And uh, so that one evening, you had this gospel meeting. Uh, it was very hard. I never figured out how people estimated about the crowd size. They, whatever they told me, I went by it. So they would say, 2,000 people over there today. I said, okay, fine. I don't know how you count. <laughs> but that was it. You know, I just trusted the local pastor. So you know, there would usually be a few hundred to 2,000, 3,000 people in the crowd. Uh, so this particular evening, finished preaching. And then we would, after this preaching, the gospel invitation, we'd do mass prayers, uh, take testimonies. But then I would stay on and pray for people personally. So this was during that time. There was this long line of people waiting to be prayed for. This lady came forward and, um, you know, would ask, what, what was the problem? And, uh, you know, she said, her back pain. Right? Now, this, she was speaking in Tamil. Now, I had a young man. He was actually a Korean friend of mine. And... Uh, on campus, you know, I used to spend a lot of time with him. So uh, he came with me. He traveled with me to India. So uh, John was there next to me. And I just knew, I, said, I knew this lady was going to fall when I was going to pray for her. So I said, John, just stand behind her. Because if she falls, she'll, there was no carpet, nothing. It's dirt, ground, you know. Uh, she would fall. So I said, John, just get behind her. I, I think she's going to fall. So there she was saying, she just put her hand and said, uh, I have pain in my back. So she came with the back pain problem. And I was going to just lay my hand on her to pray. I was going to pray for back pain, you know, back problem. But I also knew something very evil was there. So I told John, John, stand behind. She's going to fall. I knew it was going to happen. And I, by the time my hand was there, I could see her whole face expression change. And then in a moment, this woman who had come for prayer for back pain began to you know, make all the strange noises. And it wasn't her making this noise. It was the demons making the noise. Now, if there's anybody who does not believe in God and anybody who does not believe in demons, you should have been standing there. It would have made a believer out of you in an instant. Psychiatrists and psychologists cannot explain this. That moment, you will know God is real. God has to be real if de devils are real, if demons are real. God has to be real. So this woman began, yeah, just, just, and then the demons inside her, of course you would say, oh, demon, uh, started speaking, speaking in Tamil. Now I can understand Tamil, but I can't speak fluent Tamil. So she spoke in Tamil, or the demon spoke in Tamil to me through her vocal organs, but I spoke back in English. So demons said, ah, we've been here, we have 6,000 demons, you cannot cast us out. I was a college boy, but it's not about who you are. It's about the name of Jesus. So I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm commanding. Now, when she started manifesting, all the crowd moved back, right? So there's a lot of free space. It was her and me, all this open space. <laughs> and she started walking like this and making all these strange noises. And they even said, you know, with 6,000 of us, you cannot cast us out. I said, no, in the name of Jesus, you will come out. Then they said, we have been in her for 18 years. You cannot cast us out. So it doesn't matter how long you've been in her. Today, you're coming out. Then they began to describe how they came into her. They, she, they said, and these are things they said, right? I no way to verify. Right? They said, she went to a church service. And while she was sitting in the church service, we came inside her. Strange church service. <laughs> I don't know whether to believe that or not. But I said, doesn't matter. See, all that information doesn't matter, Right? All we want to do is in the name of Jesus, cast the demons out. So here she was walking around in a circle. And while I was, this conversation was going on, suddenly the Holy Spirit reminded me, tell the demons what Jesus has done on the cross. That's why the message of the cross is so powerful. The demons know it better than most believers. So that moment I said, demons you know what my master did to your master, the devil, on the cross. And I quoted Hebrews 2.14. On the cross, the Bible says, Jesus destroyed the one who had the power of death. That is the devil. And in his name, I command you to come out. And at that moment, I quoted that scripture. She felt so, she fell hard, flat on the ground. And lay motionless. So don't tell me. Demons are not real. And since that time, there have been many, many different encounters with demonic spirits. Some of you have traveled with us around the country and we've gone on mission trips. And you've seen firsthand 
this kind of deliverance and happening in different uh, meetings that we've done. So uh, it's, it's over the year and year. We've seen many of these things. It's not a one-off thing. So people's lives are troubled by evil spirits, held in bondage and, and, and disturbed. Maybe they may have some sort of thing uh, physical. It may be emotional. It could be something in their lives. But over and over their lives are being harassed. And the Bible says here in Matthew, 20, Matthew 4, 24, they brought to him those who were demon-possessed, epileptic, par paralytic, means paral they were paralyzed or paralysis, and Jesus healed them. Amen? And that's the Jesus we want to see here today. This is his church. Amen? And he is the head of his church. And he wants to be the same Jesus in our midst. I want to read a few more scriptures in Matthew 15, uh, verses 29 to 31. Matthew 15, 29 to 31. It says here, Jesus departed from there, skirted the sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Let's read the next two verses together, please. Then... Great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others, and laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. How did God get the glory? When all of these people were healed. And they brought these people to Jesus. Those who were lame. Uh, those who were blind. Those who were dumb. And, uh, they were maimed. They had missing arms and legs. Uh, and they were healed. All of them. And people glorified the God of Israel. I want to read another incident from the ministry of Jesus. And this is in Luke the 13th chapter. Verses 10 to 17. Just to show us how demonic spirits actually cause physical ailments and physical conditions. And here's an example. In Luke chapter 13, uh, verses 10 to 17. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Look at verse 11. Why? What was causing this woman's physical condition? A spirit of infirmity or a spirit of sickness, a spirit that causes bodily ailments. Now, we are not against doctors. Doctors, uh, we are uh, doctors, if you look at it, doctors and us who pray, uh, believers, we're all working together towards the same end, which is to see people well. But now there are some things medical science cannot do because an evil spirit will never show up in an x-ray, a CT scan, or a PET scan. So the doctor does his diagnosis. Doctor does do their diagnosis. They say, nothing wrong with you. But you say, there is something wrong with me. There is a problem. I'm not feeling comfortable. I'm not, it's not okay with me. But they've done their tests, uh, all of that. And they say, there's nothing wrong with you. Because physiologically, everything is fine. Because an evil spirit will not show up in any of the tests. I'm not saying... Every undetectable condition is because of an evil spirit. But I'm just making the point here that there are conditions that are caused by what the Bible refers to as spirit of infirmity or a spirit causing sickness. And that is where you and I come in through prayer, through faith, through the authority of the name of Jesus to deal with those kinds of things. Are you with me? We are not against doctors. Now, you know, when you go to a doctor, please don't go to a doctor and tell him what you learned in church. When you go to a doctor, listen to the doctor. You've learned about faith. Don't go to the doctor and say, 
you know, doctor, my pastor said, by his stripes I'm healed. The doctor will say, why are you here then? You know, see, when you go to the doctor, respect the medical professional. Respect them. Re listen to them. Uh, your faith is between you and God. Exercise it. But when you go there, listen to the doctor. That's why you've gone there. You know, so sometimes, uh, the reason I'm talking about this is Amy is, is a doctor. And so I get to hear all the stories of how believers behave in the hospital. <laughs> and sometimes I'm so embarrassed. I mean, there is a place for faith. But when you go to the doctor, keep your mouth shut. Open your ears. Listen to the doctor. Let the doctor do the talking. You keep your mouth. That's not the place to say, doctor, but I, doctor says, you know, you've got this. But doctor, I believe by his stripes I'm healed. Your diagnosis is wrong. Then why did you go there in the first place? Right? So understand that doctors and us, we're all working towards the same thing. We want to get you well. We want to see you well. So listen to your doctor. Do what they say. Otherwise, don't go there. Right? Back to spiritual things. Now. <laughs> so the point I'm making is this. There are conditions that are caused by spirits of infirmity. They're caused by these things. And so uh, uh, a medical science will not be able to do anything in that space because it's outside the realm of science. But that's where you and I, through prayer, can release people from their bondages. And that's exactly what Jesus did here. So this woman, she was there for 18 years. Uh, sorry, for 13 years, uh, 18 years. Uh, she'd been in this condition, she'd have back problems, she'd been bent over like this for 18 years, but the cause was a spirit of infirmity. And how did Jesus minister to her? Verse 12, let's read it. When Jesus saw her, let's read it. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. See, Jesus is the bondage breaker. He told this woman, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. This physical problem that is in your body, that's caused by a demon spirit, an evil spirit, a spirit causing the sickness. I'm releasing you from that. Is what Jesus was basically saying, if you were to paraphrase that. He says, you are loosed from your infirmity. Now, of course, the religious leaders of that day didn't take too well with that. They had their own discussions. Um, and I'll just skip all of that. But let's see Jesus' response over in verse 16. What does Jesus say? He says in verse 16, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. So the religious leaders were upset that he, you know, he did it on, on that particular day. But we will leave that aside, discussion on that aside. But look at what Jesus is saying. This woman, Satan has bound her. She was in bondage to Satan, to an evil spirit from Satan. Satan had bound 18 years. And Jesus is saying, should she... she or she has that right, or she deserves, or she should be released from it this moment. And that's the Jesus we serve. Amen? And I want to take a few moments as a challenge us as a church. The Bible tells us very clearly, and you know it from Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18, that the church is... The body of Christ. The church, meaning you and I, is the body of Christ. And here's the thought I want to challenge you and me. What kind of a Jesus is being revealed by the church? Does the church have a right to reveal a Jesus other than the Jesus that we see in the Gospels, in the Bible? Or is the church required to represent the Jesus that we see in the Bible? 
Are you getting the points? Because the church is the body of Christ. Is Christ the healer? Then the church has to represent Christ the healer. Is Christ the bondage breaker? Then the church that is being, then, then the Jesus that is being revealed through the church should be a bondage breaker. We do not have the right to represent any other Jesus than the Jesus in the Bible. Are you with me? We have no right to do that. We are his body. The body is the expression of the head. The body is the expression of Jesus. The Jesus in the Bible. We have no right to downplay who Jesus is. We have no right to modernize who Jesus is. We have no right to philosophize who Jesus is. We have only one mandate. Represent the Jesus whose body we are. Amen. We are his hands. We are his feet. So that through us, Jesus still heals. Jesus still delivers. And let us as the church truly represent the Jesus of the Bible. He is still the Jesus who heals. He is still the Jesus who sets people free. Who breaks bondages and does wonders and miracles in the lives of his people. I want to quickly paraphrase for us John 14 verses 1 through 12. Uh, Jesus was, uh, you know, he had spent some time right now, by this time, he had spent time with his disciples. Let's assume this, you know, about three years. He had spent his time with the disciples. They had journeyed with him. They had seen all the amazing things. And then so Jesus begins to prepare them for his departure. And he wants to assure them. So in John 14, verse 1, he says, you know, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I'll receive you to myself. So there, where I am, uh, you may be also. So you can imagine the disciples, you know, they're thinking, man, we've been with him for three years. And not once has he taken us for a cup of tea to his Father's house. Not once. And now he is saying, I'm going to my father's house. I'm going to prepare mansions. Not once, three years, never took us to his father's house. So one of them speaks up and says, uh, Lord, what's your address, your father's address for your father's house? I mean, it doesn't put it that. I'm just paraphrasing it. He's saying, what is the way to your father's house? Meaning, you've never taken us to your father's house. Then Jesus makes that statement we all know. John 14, verse 6, he gives the address. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father through me. One of the other disciples says, hey, let's get to the point. Three years, he's never shown us his father. Let's ask him directly. So, another one says, Lord, show us the father. You're talking about your father's house and all that. Who is your father? Show us the father. And you know what Jesus tells them? He says, Philip, have I been with you so long that you haven't seen my father? I said, no, really? Hey, Peter, did you see his father any time? No. Ask John. John, did you see his father any time? No. Ask James. James, did you see his father? No. Jesus is asking, have I been with you so long you've never seen my father? And they all said, no, we haven't seen your father. And Jesus says, I'm telling the truth. Whoever has seen me has seen the father. Believe me that I am in the father and the father is in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Because a father who is in me, he does the works. So what is Jesus saying? He's saying, I want you to believe that I am the father, the father is in me. The father is fully revealed through me. The father who is in me, he's speaking the works. The father who is in me, he's doing the works. 
So he says, believe because of the works. Believe who I am, that I am the one from the Father. Why? Because of the works. Works meaning the miracles, the healings, the deliverances. Believe me, because of the works. And in that context, he speaks John 14 verse 12. He says, I'm telling you the truth. All who believe in me, the works I do, they will also do. And greater works because I go to my Father. I want to highlight the context. The reason we have to do the works that Jesus did and greater works is to let the world know who Jesus really is. That he is the one sent from the Father. It's in that context Jesus gave that John 14, 12. That I am the, in the Father. The Father is me. I am the one whom the Father has sent. Believe that because of the works that I am doing. And those who believe in me will do these same works. Why? Because they will show their world who Jesus really is. Are you with me? You know, Christianity, the Christian faith, would never have survived if it, had, if it was not for the miraculous work of God. If it was not for the miracles and healings. The Christian faith would have been wiped out within a month or two after Jesus died. But the fact that he rose up again and he ascended to heaven and in that city of Jerusalem... The Bible tells us the, with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of Jesus. When the lame man was healed, the religious leaders who tried to suppress the Christian faith, they said, such a notable miracle has been done. We can't stop this. And so the faith spread. It was because a man called Saul, a Pharisee called Saul, had an encounter with the living Jesus that Christianity spread all across Asia and over into Europe. If that man's life had not been changed with a supernatural encounter with the living Jesus, Christianity would have faded off the scene. The fact that we are here today is because our faith, this, this, this faith is a supernatural and we must continue doing that. Are you with me? Amen. We must continue revealing the Jesus who heals, who delivers. Worship team, please come. And that's what we are going to do this morning. We are going to pray. Pastors, please join me. You can take your mics and join me. We are going to do that today. Jesus is still the healer. If Jesus was here, what people did in Matthew 4, 23, 24, he would welcome the same thing. He would welcome people who came, who brought to him all those who were sick. All kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. He would welcome people. Come. He, people would have come here with all kinds of torments. They would have brought the demon possessed. So in this nice carpeted auditorium, don't get surprised if demon possessed people are brought in. Say, yes, that's the church. Amen? That's where people should be coming. That's where people should be coming with all kinds of torments and oppressions. Because Jesus is the healer and he's the bondage breaker. Amen? And he told us, in my name, in my name, you do these things. You pray for the sick. You cast out demons. You lay hands on the sick. They will be healed. In my name, you work miracles. You go do these amazing things. You go do it in my name. Amen. So today, we want to stand as the church who will reveal the real Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible. He hasn't changed. He's still the healer. He's still the bondage breaker.
He still has compassion on the people. He still cares. His heart moves when he sees those who are sick, who are hurting, who are tormented or oppressed. He still touches and heals. And so, as a church, we want to extend our faith for those who might be sick, who might be suffering. Of course, there are many conditions that doctors can address and we're not against getting help. Do that. But we still pray and invite Jesus to heal. And there are conditions that medical science may not be able to do anything. But it's not beyond the reach of Jesus Christ. And so we pray. Amen. As the church, you and I must be determined. Let the real Jesus be seen. The Jesus who heals. The Jesus who delivers. The Jesus who works miracles. The Jesus who steps into people's lives and restores them. So in a few moments from now, we're going to pray. And uh, the Lord will do things right here inside this auditorium. And also for everyone who's watching online right where you are. The Lord Jesus will touch you. Now if you receive a miracle right here inside the auditorium that you can verify that you know has happened to you. Now, something that's that, that you can know for sure. This is something that Jesus did for me right now inside the auditorium. Then I want to encourage you to leave your place. Come right up here. Come up here to the stage and we'll take your testimony. We're not going to ask you to give a sermon. You're going to take a minute and say, what happened to you? That's all. Right? We're going to tell people this is what Jesus did. So don't feel ashamed. Don't be hesitant. If you know that something has happened to you right now, and, and it's verifiable, you can verify it. Or maybe somebody who's with you, a family member can verify it. Then both of you come up and tell us and the audience what Jesus has done. Now, some, of, some healings have to be medically verified. And we encourage you to do that and share your testimony after you medically verify because we want to be authentic. We don't want to fake things. We want to be real. And every miracle that Jesus does can be verified. So if you've, you, know, you pray here and you have some sort of an internal problem, a condition that needs to be checked by the doctor, go first to the doctor. And get it checked. Come back. Or send an email and share what, what has happened. Is that okay? Because we're not against getting things checked by the doctor and letting the doctors also know uh, what has happened, right? But if something has happened, you can verify it. It's external. You know for sure it's happened. Then come on right up and say, uh, this has happened to me right here, right now. Uh, same thing with those of you online. If something happens to you instantaneously, type on the chat, something you can verify. Uh, if you need to go get it checked by the doctor, do the tests, do it first, and then you share your testimony right we want to do things right and we want to do things well and then of course there are life situations circumstances that we will pray for and just believe God to intervene in those situations and once you see things turn around then you share your testimony and say this is what I was in that kind of a situation the Lord turned things around and this is what has happened so you share your testimony uh, once you've seen that happen is that okay all right let's rise to our feet please are you going to just worship God? We're just going to come, Nancy. Take your... Um, Jake's and Jake on our... Um, are you just going to take time just to worship the Lord and just say, Jesus, we want the real Jesus to be seen in this place today. And everyone, just join your faith. You may not be up on the stage here. That doesn't matter. You're equally important. Because right from where you are, you can release your faith for healing, for people's healings, for people's deliverances. There is no, you know, there's, you don't have to be on the platform to pray for people. You can pray from where you are. You believe God. Lord, if there are people in this place, and the Lord may give you a word of knowledge. Uh, you don't have to come to the mic and speak it. But right from where you are, you say, I speak to that person. You know, I speak to that condition. I speak healing. So you are part of what's happening here. Right from where you are. As you pray, as you release your faith. Right? Uh, we just have limited space here. And so we have our pastors here ministering. But everyone can be part of this. You pray. You release. If the Lord puts some condition on your heart, you say, in the name of Jesus, I break that. 
I pray for people, right? We all going to we want the real Jesus to be seen in His church.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, even as we have spoken about you, Lord Jesus, as the healer, as the bondage breaker, as the miracle worker, Lord, we are your body. We are your church. We are your body. So reveal who you really are through your body, Lord, through the church, through us, your people. Let the world see the real Jesus, the healing Jesus, the miracle Jesus, the compassionate Jesus, the powerful Jesus, the exalted Jesus, the triumphant Jesus. Let the real Jesus be seen in the church and through the church. Lord, today we pray for all the people here in the auditorium and for those who are joined with us online, God. And you are still the same, Jesus, who's moved with compassion. You are moved with compassion. You're the same, Jesus, who heals, who delivers, who sets people free, who breaks bondages. Who can restore minds. Who can bring people back into their right mind in an instant. You are the same Jesus. So Lord in this place we pray. And for those watching online we pray. That you will stretch out your hand to heal. And you will stretch out your hand to deliver. And to work miracles in the situations, the lives, and the situations of people. Do it, Lord, we pray. Do it, Lord. Even as you're joining to pray, joining in prayer right now, you receive your miracle. Our pastors will minister also. And I'm just going to pray first, and then they will join in. And just, just receive your healing, your miracle. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just command healings to take place. I command every yoke of sickness and disease and infirmity to be broken, every burden to be removed, every yoke to be destroyed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command every spirit of infirmity Every foul spirit of infirmity, every spirit that is causing sickness, disease, ailments, torments, oppressions, I charge you in the name of Jesus, leave right now. That people experience release right now. In the name of Jesus. Pains will disappear because the spirits causing those pains leave. Paralysis leaves because the spirit causing that leaves in the name of Jesus right now. Right now. Arthritic conditions receive complete release from arthritic conditions right now in the name of Jesus. Right now. Spirit's causing that. Leave right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your healing virtue flowing. Thank you. Just everybody continue praying. Pastors, please feel free to come and just minister. Just feel free. This morning, even as, <clears throat> excuse me, even as we're praying, I just sense that um, 
God is releasing healing for for someone with pain in your leg, more specifically your right leg, from from the knee all the way to to your toes, and, and you've been experiencing pain for a while. And um, I just want to release that word of healing over that that uh, that leg in Jesus' mighty name. I rebuke every pain. I command it to leave, uh, and I command wholeness. I command wholeness. Uh, I I speak um, health and and complete strength, restoration of strength so you'll be able to walk um, normally once again. I just want to speak that over um, this individual who, who's having pain in, in the leg. I uh, also want to release a word of healing um, to someone who's experiencing uncontrollable itching in your body, uncontrollable itching. Uh, and I just speak, uh, I command that itching to leave right now. God, uh, thank you, God. Thank you for your presence. Lord, thank you for your healing virtue. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Just receive thank it. You. Receive it by faith. Receive it by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, just a word of encouragement for those, uh, those of us. Uh, it sense that some of us are here uh, saying that, um, you know, I'm not worthy to be healed of this. Saying that, um, you know, I've done stuff. I've, uh, I've done things. So I'm not worthy, you know. Um, I just want to encourage us from Hebrews 4 and uh, verse 14, 15, um, 16. Uh, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore... Come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. Grace to help in time of need. So I just want to pray for those of us who are just holding back saying, you know, I'm not worthy. You know, um, I deserve this thing. You know, no, you don't deserve this. What, you, what, what we deserve is grace and mercy. And that's why he has made a way. So um, today, if you're feeling, I, I, I don't deserve this, then, you know, just uh, make a switch and say, and I'm going to come boldly now. And I'm going to run boldly to the throne of grace. I'm going to receive grace and mercy because that's the reason for which he went on the cross. You know, let's just lift our hands and just pray. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you that you are our high priest, oh God. And we thank you this morning, oh God, you sympathize with our weaknesses. And yet, oh God, you invite us, Lord. You invite us through your throne, oh Father God, for your grace and mercy. And right now, Lord, we pray for those uh, who've been holding back right now, whatever condition they're experiencing. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, just release healing and wholeness and encounter with the healer. An encounter with the one who is the bondage breaker. In the name of Jesus, let the chains be broken in Jesus' name. Let the chains be broken in Jesus' name. Be healed, receive your healing in Jesus' name. Let the weight of oppression be just cast out in Jesus' name. Amen. I also want to, um, you know, for for those of us who have been, you know, maybe... Uh, some symptom which has been there for years, you know, like maybe decades and maybe it's a congenital thing and um, and sometimes we, are, we our sense of identity, you know, uh, we, we derive from that, you know, we say it's uh, it's my cold, I always have that, or it's my, um, you know, my whatever condition, it's mine, you know, you put your name to it, uh, but I just want to say, you know, it's not yours, amen, uh, he, uh, he took that symptom on the cross so that we might be free from it, so it's not yours, so just say, you know, it's not mine, you know, you can boldly say, you know, it's not mine, it's not mine. you know, this symptom that I'm experiencing is not mine, right, it doesn't, it, it doesn't have the right to be there, Amen. So why don't we just pray? And for those of us who've been singing, you know, it's my cold, it's my cough, it's my this thing. You know, stop saying that, and we and we're going to just break that in Jesus' name. You know, just set us aside and say, you know, Jesus died for this so that I can be free. Right? Okay. Let's um, maybe those of us who've been having some, you know, uh, um, congenital uh, conditions, and it's been there as much, as long as as far long as you can remember, it's been there and it's been part of you. You know, just say, today it leaves. Right? Today it leaves. Father, we thank you that you died on the cross. You took these symptoms on the cross, oh God. And so in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, 
we say right now symptoms you don't have any right to be there in our body and in our minds and you leave right now this stops right now today in the name of Jesus we release healing and wholeness in Jesus name amen 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 all right as i'm just going to continue praying a little bit but if something's happened to you just come up here all right don't wait for us to call but if something's happened to you while you know while all of this praying has been going on just leave your seat just come right up so we could take your testimony right i just want to uh just speak life to what is dead romans 4:17 says that god gives life to what is dead right so uh, uh, it could be a physical thing um you know whatever it's whatever is dead let god give life to it whether it's dead nerves or uh eyesight that's gone or hearing that's gone uh whatever is dead let god give life to it but also we want to speak life into circumstances situations things that that seem hopeless like romans 4 says you know beyond all hope that when there was no reason for hope abraham believed and um, things that are hopeless we want them to come back we want them to be resurrected i'm just going to pray towards that now if there's something's happening to you something has happened to you just come on up we want to take testimonies here this morning before we close let's just pray for this father in jesus name i declare that our god gives life to the dead because your word says father that you give life to what is dead so i speak right now in the name of jesus to whatever is dead in in the physical bodies if it's dead nerves let life come in to those nerves if it's dead muscles let life come in to those muscles if if uh, if things have been because of a stroke and things are just um, atrophied and just gone down let life come in the right there in the name of Jesus let whatever is dead let it come back to life and also father i speak that and i declare that over people's situations people's circumstances that what they've given up as hopeless has gone let life come in to those circumstances let them begin to see the stirring of god the finger of god stirring things up in those very situations reviving things that have been given up for dead given up as hopeless let uh lord god even projects that they've given up and saying that's a dead project let it come back to life let it be revived a, a business deal that seems dead let it come back to life in the name of jesus uh, a a real estate deal a, a housing home project these kinds of things that have been given up for dead let it just be revived oh god let the hand of god come let the stirring of god let the finger of god stir those things back to life in the name of jesus let dead things come back to life because god gives life to the dead and we speak that into people's lives and in people's circumstances in the mighty name of jesus and we thank you for it father it is done amen 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 any testimonies do we have any testimonies here this morning or if you're online and you want to type on the chat go ahead but i'm just anybody in the auditorium something's happened to you uh just raise your hand up so we could see uh something's happened to you right here right now in the auditorium anyone pastor um yeah as you were praying uh, i mean before we started praying actually like i was just you know i uh, because of the gout um thing i this finger you know i i i won't be able to bend fully you know like it, it always stops here and i'll have to actually force it to bend it um but it started started loosening up and i believe something has started because i wow <laughs> yeah man so you couldn't so, do that before yeah so wow. I, i can actually form a fist and it's there's a little bit of stiffness but i uh, i believe something has started Praise God. Amen. Yeah. God bless you. Test me right on stage. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. 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 I know. Thank you for sharing that. Jaykumar. Anyone else? Any something's happened to you right here right now? Like how it happened to Pastor Jaykumar? Just check. You need to check and raise your hand up if you want to share your testimony. Otherwise, we're going to close and go home. So <laughs> So before that, I got a testimony. This is your last chance. Anyone here? Okay, I don't see any hands. Okay, we are a social media generation, so it probably come by email. <laughs> That's okay. So, something happened to you? Go get it checked, check it, verify it, 
send an email so we can share the testimonies and rejoice together with, uh, with God's people. Amen? Let the real Jesus be seen in his church. Amen? All right. We got, Nancy, you have anything else to say? Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, I also sense that uh, um, uh, God's power is releasing a decision for, for people, and more specifically something to do with um, court cases, to do with, um, you know, judgments that haven't come through for a while. Um, Psalm 103 uh, in verse 6, it says, The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. And I just want to release that word over your situation. And um, um, just believe, you know, it's God's word that has gone forth. And it will accomplish um, what, what the word has been sent for. So uh, the Lord will, will execute judgment. The Lord will release uh, that righteous decision over your situation. In Jesus' name. Um, amen. Amen. And uh, just in line with what uh, um, um, Brother uh, Jacob this morning, you know, he, he prayed and he said, light, as, as we pray for the city, uh, we, we are saying that uh, God's light... God's light will dispel the darkness, so um, do not be discouraged um, as, you, as you look at the city and, and the work that's being, in this, being done in the city. And I just want to speak um, a scripture. You know, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I just want to release that word and I feel like... Um, you know, God is is just encouraging, empowering, and sort of warming up the church um, to to release His glory in a greater measure. Uh, so the light is meant to dispel the darkness, and it 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 will dispel the darkness. We as the church, um, I, I just want to speak courage to us uh, and and go by the word that Jesus said: "I will, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." Man, let's close. Father, we thank you for everything that's been released. Thank you for everything that you've imparted into our hearts, into our lives, Lord, even as we spent this time in your presence. And so, Lord, even as we journey through this week, maybe just uh, encounter you more, experience you more, and draw even more closer to you, and maybe touch other lives, bless other lives for the sake of your kingdom. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, publications, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcwo.org slash Bible College. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.